is Post Credit Brews. It's the review where we drink a cold brew. I'm John. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And tonight we are back. Uh, we are reviewing the latest Marvel installment, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Hopefully we are pronouncing it right this evening and all the other names will come across. Um, definitely s- some matters we want to get to though ahead of uh, ahead of our review. I guess first off would be the tragic passing of Norm MacDonald, a stand-up comic, someone who's worked a lot throughout comedy with a lot of different people, probably most notably Adam Sandler. Um, you know, what are your guys' thoughts? It's definitely very sad. It's it's one of those celebrity deaths that kind of hits you a little bit harder than a lot of the others just because in a kind of like Chadwick Boseman's case, like he had cancer for so many years and he kept it so private and no one really even knew about it. Yeah. I think and, I was here and he was like battling it for like nine years. Yeah. Like it's like in and out, but and he, he was 61. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty fucking young. If you it's ask young. me. Yeah. Kind of makes you think though. Yeah. I mean, I think like a lot of these things it's, you know, I'm same. I mean, you know, it, Norm Macdonald, it was sad hearing that he passed away. Also recently, like Michael Kenneth Williams passed away too. Right. And it's like one of those things where, it's just unexpected like you don't you know you don't hear anything about it leading up to it and then it's suddenly you just check your phone and it's like so and so passed so yeah i mean i think both were were, were pretty sad nor mcdonald obviously being the most recent one yeah it was it was sad i'm trying to think of like things that i had seen him in i mean i know you saw him in some of those sandler movies like we're talking like billy madison um i guess he did some other ones after that too yeah, I mean, he's kind of one of those actors that is just always in the background. I don't think he was really well known for like, like leading a movie or being a solo in a movie. Mm-hmm. But he was one of SNL's greatest. He was when he was sport. there. Yeah, he yeah. was in Ridiculous Six. Okay, I knew he was in another one. Yeah, yeah. Jack and Jill. It looks like he had a little bit okay. part in. I always. I don't. Did you ever watch uh, Mike Tyson Mysteries, Dave? No, it's a car. It's a cartoon on Adult Swim, but he he voiced a pigeon on that. Uh, he, he was pretty funny. <laughs> well, when we heard about this, I sent to you guys like I keep forgetting that he played the genie in the Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah, yeah, he did some voice work because yeah. when he died, like it was just a clip of like him singing the, the song as the genie mm-hmm. kept coming up on my feed on Twitter. Yeah, I did go through like his IMDb. I think I saw he did one movie called like Treasure Hounds. Yeah, it looks like he's done a lot of, like, direct <laughs> video, like, animated. Yeah, yeah. I guess he was that voice. I mean, he's pretty recognizable. Mm-hmm. And I guess a lot of people are talking about how he was, like, one of the last just very sort of, like, blunt, honest, like, comedians, you know? I could totally say it. Yeah. So, but he was funny. It, you know, a, a lot. I'm seeing a lot of people sharing, like, stuff that he did on Conan and, like, all those late night shows and, and things like that. Yeah, you could just tell from the people that are talking with him, like Conan O'Brien and mm-hmm. I guess a couple of the people that they do his interviews are just they just truly love the guy. He was funny. Yeah. Did he have a late night show for a little bit? I think he did. I feel like he had something on TBS, like very like short lived, but I th- I think, I think you're right have. about that. Yeah. I want to get the intern to check it. Yeah. Do some fact checking for us, but I, yeah. I think you're right on that one. Yeah. And I was going to say, too, and, you know, before we leave this subject, like the, um, you know, last week, Michael Kenneth Williams passing away, too. I I mean, he I, he was on, like, every other HBO show, but, like, he always had a supporting role, but he was always, like, really, really good in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Obviously, most people know him as, like, Omar in The Wire, but he was great as, like, Chalky White in Boardwalk Empire, and then 
he was in the night of and uh lovecraft country which i didn't watch but he was good too yeah i think he, I, I always remember he was supposed to be in solo yeah and i think yeah. i remember that just because i looked forward to him being in it uh-huh how old was he when he passed probably younger 50s yeah wow i think maybe like 51 52 was it cancer too it, his was drugs, so oh, they, wow. they suspected. Um, I don't think anything's come out like officially, but I think they suspected he like overdosed. But Norm Macdonald said something. So. He had like a stand-up bit about cancer, mm-hmm. and this this is keeps getting played over and over again on social media too. Is where he says, you know that I I'm not I'm not a doctor, but I think when you die, the cancer dies with you. So it's not that cancer beats you; it's it's a draw mm-hmm. in the battle, which I think is just a profound. Even if it was as a as a joking bit, it was just some very profound. It's going to be a quote that's going to be quoted forever now. Interesting way to think about it. Was that was that within the last like ten years or so? He was doing was a roast of somebody on Comedy Central, I think, okay. and he said that. that. Yeah, I mean, like you were saying, Dave, like similar to Chadwick Boseman, it's like nobody knew he was sick, and then you just sort of see he passed away. But yeah, a lot of people are saying now because he had known this and didn't tell anybody. It's just you just touch. You, just the character of the guy that he was just wanted mm-hmm. to make people laugh and put others before himself. Very sad. I mean, yeah. the, this this one did hit home a little bit. Mm-hmm. I saw he was supposed to do some stand-up thing in November. I think I saw like he was booked to, to do it, and obviously it's not going to happen now. But Well, I guess as we do here, got to pour one out for for both of them now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I did put a cup in the middle of the the table though because we just redid the floors we we can't pour onto the floors we can't pour so. on the hardwood yeah all right to the two legendary people rest in peace absolutely wake up while it's cold ladies all right do we want to jump into the beer then or what we're talking about today yeah we can okay i guess just to, before we get into that just on we're, a on a more positive note because we just kind of started really gloom our buddy matt here just got married yeah holy chaps congratulations the there's the Thank bling you. you guys have fun you i did have fun yeah mm-hmm. okay you went with the gold yeah the gold yeah i think we talked about this at the wedding classic probably i don't know this is the one that i just liked i guess yeah but nice yeah i was happy for you guys to be there you know i mean me and allison had a had a really fun time with everyone celebrating and uh portland maine was nice it's where we did our honeymoon so that's cool it was good it was peaceful any any breweries up there we did, yeah. So we went to, uh, where'd we go? We went to Ship Bottom Brewing, or no, Ship. We keep calling it Ship Bottom. We <laughs> called it Ship Bottom. Shipyard. Shipyard. Brewing. Yeah. I could say you can get that mixed up. So there, Shipyard's big with the pumpkin head. Beer. Oh, okay. So so I do have a pumpkin beer that I brought back that we we'll oh, nice. do for, for our episode. Yeah. Because we all love pumpkin here at Postcard Brews. Yeah. So all these are people too. <laughs> not, yeah. So we'll, we'll save that for our, our Halloween episode. Um. But yeah, no, it's coming nice. up too. That's it, coming up. It's coming up, and and I guess what we can talk about too is just sort of the lineup of episodes we have coming up. We got a decent one next week. I think the week after we're going to keep it a surprise, but I think it'll be a good uh, good discussion that we've been waiting to have for a while. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You guys might be able to pick it out too. Just the hints we've dropped these past few episodes. And uh, and then, yeah, I mean, I, I think in October we just have this sort of onslaught of uh, releases coming out. You got a new James Bond movie, Venom 2, Dune. So uh, so we're excited to review that. Yeah, we're, we don't do just Marvel and DC stuff here. We, we do branch out. Yeah, <laughs> seems like it. But, but I, 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 I think for like this past year, though, we've been 
missing out on a lot of this stuff, and so we're mm-hmm. pretty much playing catch up now. Yeah, because they're they're just like giving to all this stuff at once. We could also go back to our roots, Dave. I mean, this is, I mean, when post credit bruise was in its infancy, we were doing like Ford versus Ferrari and Doctor Sleep episodes, and we were like the only you people know? in the theaters when that was happening. Yeah, the way back. Jeez, I, I was right before. I think, was the, I think that was the last one before it yeah. shut down. Oof. But you're right. I mean, we were really kind of... I mean, this year, it was just like Marvel was just putting everything in overdrive, and we still had some DC stuff to do, too. Yeah, and I think we talked about this, not again on a whole tangent, but mm-hmm. if it hadn't been for the pandemic, I think this would have been more spaced out, and I think we would have... Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have been just us reviewing Marvel after Marvel after DC after DC. That's a good point, because I think like even some of those shows, like, I think we were supposed to get Falcon Winter Soldier last year, not this year. So, yeah, they probably would have spaced some stuff out. Some stuff might have come out, like, already, you know? All right, I'm getting thirsty. What are we drinking tonight, Matt? So, today we have a beer from Yards Brewing Company, which we are familiar with. We know you guys are all familiar with. And it is Tommy's Hard Lemonade. Um, And it's part of their first drafts uh, small batch series. So, I think with the first draft series, it's sort of like these beers that they're testing out. And I think they sort of try to see if fans like it and see how people are reacting to it. And then, you know, I think then if people like it, then it becomes sort of like a staple for them. Right. So, so I think the story behind this is, and you got to thank your phones and social media for a lot of stuff because this came up as an advertisement on my Instagram. Mm. And it, it looks really good. It does look good. And I think it's a good way to end the summer beers with, yeah. a, with a lemonade. Mm-hmm. And... I had sent it to you guys and said we should review this. And then Yards actually liked when I said that because I tagged him in that. There you go. And then we were going to grab beer for the their wedding. Mm-hmm. And you right. got the uh, Evil Genius beer, and I grabbed that. I was like, oh, I got to grab that. How was that beer, by the way? It's good. There's no crying in baseball from Evil Genius. Yeah, it's a good beer. It's like a mango IPA. Cool. We meant I mean, to do that yeah. for our uh, Venom episode. Good. It's fitting. There's no crying in Carnage. <laughs> 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 uh, but this looks good though you this does look good I like the artwork too yeah it reminds me of the Lemonhead candy mm-hmm. and I think that's what kind of drew me to this that's what it is yeah and I, I don't know if is there like a profile on this anywhere I don't know this is a, it's a story Lemon Puree inspired by Yard's owner and founder Tom uh, I'm sorry if I get to pronounce this wrong I was never hooked on fines as a kid Tom Cahoe's secret lemonade recipe Lemon, sugar, and water. Simple. Looks good, though. So I don't know if that's sarcastic or not. Yeah. <laughs> they established 1994? I guess so. A hard lemonade. And I, I guess... I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, but I, I guess we're what we've been doing is we are do the beer reviews like earlier in the episodes, right? Yeah. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. I, 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 the last couple episodes? Yeah. I think yeah. It's, a, it's a nice easier flow. Okay. Good, good. Just crack it and just do an instant reaction. Lemon, sugar, and water. Yeah, let's go. I think it's a more honest reaction. Like yeah. Right from the start. Mm-hmm. So, cheers. Cheers. Pick up while it's cold, ladies. That's, that's re- dangerous. That's really dangerous. That's really good. It just tastes like lemonade. I don't taste any alcohol in that at all. Yeah. I was really kind of thirsty for a lemonade, too. So this is... <laughs> Honestly, just seeing it, but I'm like, it's going to have that alcohol, but it's good. It's yeah. not overly sweet, too. I feel like Mike's heart is very sweet. Yeah. It's, it's a five. It's ABV at 5.0. So 
That's not too bad. Butlet's what, like four or something? It's like around there, yeah. Like a four. Yeah. This is really good. This is good. I think I'm handing out on our grading scale my second five out of five. Wow, welcome to the 700 Club, kid. I, I was thinking of giving this a five, too. Yeah. I think I'd go five. I'm really impressed by this. Yeah. And you, now that I'm, you take that first sip and it's got that little like sour taste to mm -hmm. it, and then it goes down, it kind of is like a lemon head candy. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know if that's the inspiration behind this. The, the artwork definitely says otherwise. But <laughs> So I have had hard iced teas. I've never really had, like you have a Mike's Hard Lemonade and stuff like that. I've never really had one. Like a hard lemonade? Yeah. You've you've never had a Mike's. I never hard had a Mike's Hard Lemonade. They're pretty good. Yeah, I mean they're they're a little sweeter. Than yeah, this, I, but I agree. They are a little bit more sweeter. Yeah, I mean I'll drink those too. But <coughs> that last. Twenty three nineteen. We have a twenty three nineteen. You know what? There is one downside to this, though. I will say before we we start going to the review, the only downside I could see with this beer is that it's only in a four pack. Yeah. I guess it's the first, you know, small batch series, you know. So I guess they don't. I have still have yet to get the yard them. to the, the the actual place yards. It's good. We should go. Yeah, yeah. We should see some breweries. Field, I know we talked trip. about it. Yeah, we should do one. We fun. never we never did the postcode brew tour. I think we get now. I think once COVID's officially out of here, maybe we can get that going. I'll be excited to do maybe do some Oktoberfest. Yeah, that'd be fun. Year. Yeah. That would be cool. I wonder if Yards has anything coming up around in October. Probably. I, I, you know, all these... I mean, I know we're not crazy about pumpkin stuff, but all these places are probably going to have some pumpkin beers and things like that. Yeah. That Main Street and Fiend Zone might be fun for an Oktoberfest. Yeah. Yeah. Or even just in the city. I know they have, like, pop-up, like, Oktoberfest things. I'm sure Ambler's going to be doing some stuff, too. Yeah. Uh, especially because the whole landscape of COVID is so much different than it was this time last year. Yeah. Yeah. But no, this is this is good. Yeah, so we're giving this a five, guys. Everyone, I'm giving this a five out of five. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this is one you know you see them have in like a year. Yeah, a little less. This is like definitely a summer type. I could see them. Oh, I don't know. Is this like newish though? It just got released. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, I saw a sponsor on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, because what I was gonna say is I could see them like testing this out at the end of summer, and then if it gets a good enough response, like throwing it in like earlier next spring or so right like start doing it in april or may yeah i want to so. go i want to go get another one of these just to have we got one more so so yeah, i'm looking all right so i see your post mm -hmm. um get it before it's gone to, uh yeah so they're adver they advertise that like the day after we you bought this so i guess it was just a limited supply they sent out well it's good uh, we need to like use our platform. Like you gotta make this again. Yeah, make yeah. a case of it. This is awesome. This is good. Lemon sugar water. I don't think we've ever like. I think it's the first beer we actually all unanimously agreed on and gave fives out of fives for. I mean, I only gave out two fives since we've been on the air. Yeah, we had that smoothie beer though. I think we were all on the same page with that one. Oh yeah, we didn't like it. <laughs> Well, the winter warmer, too. But on, Yeah, the winter warmer. <laughs> well, John wasn't with us for winter warmer. Yeah, but we had a bunch at your bachelor party. We had, like, two of them. Oof. How were we drinking that in the middle of an August? Like no, that? Stop, stop. <coughs> What's this we nonsense? Because you guys kept, like, cracking them, and then you give them to me. <laughs> that was James. 
James, I, you, I you, you each, you each. Gave, I definitely gave did not one. crack a winter warmer. Somebody you, handed me one. I definitely, and you handed it to definitely me. Definitely James. Sorry. Yeah, I definitely did not willingly. I mean, I know I was pretty drunk at my bachelor party, but I definitely did not willingly. Like, <laughs> I don't care how drunk you get. Like, you don't openly just have one of those. Just know that I had every opportunity last, like two weeks ago, to ice you. At my own wedding. At your own wedding, oh. and I didn't. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> well, you got me the one time like, at my house, at my parents' house, when I still live with my parents. That's, yeah, we, we used to ice each other a lot. No, you, it was just once. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever do icing, John? No. I, I mean, it's it's an easy thing it's to a, do. It, it kind of, like, faded out. If anything, it just... You can't find them anywhere. You just get brain freeze. That's the only thing. What is it, like a natty ice? Smirnoff ice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's good. I mean, it's... I don't know. It's not like tough to drink, but it's like it's like funny because like you're like down like one of the wimpiest drinks out there. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> like I don't, I mean, I'm not calling this drink wimpy, but like if somebody iced you with this, like you could do it. I don't think I could chug this entire thing though. It's kind of like, uh, can you chug a whole thing of milk? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I definitely can't do that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you would think like, oh, let me, oh, that's it. Let me just down that. Yeah, like yeah. I couldn't do it in like one whole. You couldn't like shot. I could, I could not shock on this. Now, this is a, a good segue into what we'll talk about for this episode. Do you think Wong could shotgun one of these? Who is having that conversation? I think Wong would go for one of the winter warmers. And can we ask something, too? Because I feel like this is a theme. Well, maybe just a theme in Shang-Chi. But, like, does Wong have a drinking problem? Or does he just like to... I don't I feel like they showed him with a few drinks in this, this movie. You know, I was thinking like they made like Shang Chi's character more an alcoholic than I thought Wong, but I, I could be wrong. <laughs> I guess they they just liked going out the nightlife, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking when I mean we'll spoil this movie for you later on, but like at the end when Wong comes out of the portal and he just like downs the one person's drink at the table. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. But yeah, and then yeah. What do you think? Uh... What Philly bar are Wong and Emil going to? Emil, the abomination. <laughs> uh, where are they going? Time. <laughs> They're going to time? Yeah. Could you fit Emil on that second floor in time? Probably not. Yeah, I don't think so either. Alright guys, we're talking about Shang-Chi this episode. <laughs> And also, don't drink and drive. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we got to get that in there. So we have Shang-Chi here. This movie got shifted around a little bit. I think originally it was supposed to come out in, what was it, August? I think it was February of this year. February of this year? Okay. Yeah, 2020, I think Marvel only had two movies. Right. Black Widow and Eternals. Okay. And then they leapfrogged this a lot. I think when they shifted all the dates, Black Widow had a May release date, and this got the July date. That's what I was which thinking. Which then ultimately yeah. went, Black Widow took the July date, and they gave this a new date in September, mm-hmm. and they put this in front of the Eternals, which releases in like a little less than two months. Yeah. This is probably okay. going to take a couple points down for my ranking as like a Marvel fan, but I had no idea Shang-Chi was actually even a hero in, in the Marvel Universe at all. So I went into this completely blind. I didn't know about him at all. The only time I ever heard of Shang-Chi was when there was discussions of, like, the Mandarin 
And I know even then when they were using the Mandarin for Iron Man 3 or making it look like they were, I remember there was always a discussion of like, all right, well, they could always use the real Mandarin if they do like a Shang-Chi movie or, I mean, this is years ago, but I always remember that. But yeah, I mean, I was like you, Dave, I didn't know this character that well, but I mean, I'm kind of glad I do now. No, I think there is a lot of similarities with some of the other Marvel products out there. I got a lot of Wakanda vibes from, mm-hmm. like, their whole background. World, yeah. And I'm sure you're going to see that whole entire army come into play at some point. Mm-hmm. One person I thought was... I didn't think it was going to be that important, but kind of is now, is Aquafina's character. Mm-hmm. Katie, I believe her name was. And it, yeah. I... I have not seen Aquafina in that much. I mean, I know she's pretty popular now. I've I've listened to her on a couple like podcasts, and I I saw her in that Ocean's Eight movie that they did, but I, I was never like a big fan of her. Yeah, um, I thought she worked well in this movie though. Like she wasn't. Yeah, she was like the comic relief character. Yeah, but it wasn't like sometimes when Marvel does humor, it it kind of pulls me out, or it's just like they have such a distinct way of like doing humor that like you know you're watching a Marvel movie. But I, I didn't mind the stuff that she delivered in this. Yeah. I mean, she worked with comedy, but the, the stuff with the 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 Mandarin when he came back was did not work at all for that, me. Yeah, that's like Marvel humor that does not work for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing I like with Aquafina is I like that they don't force a romance between those characters. And that's not mm-hmm. really here. That's more like the writing of the movie. But I like they didn't force that. And I think... That and just, yeah, I mean, the performance and her delivery, like, I think she's a lot more memorable than, you know, a Rachel McAdams in Doctor Strange oh, or, yeah. you know. I was going to say, wait, well, what about the other girl? But I realized that it's his sister. So there really was no right. like, romantic she romanticism was, in this at all. No. Yeah, they were. <laughs> Which I don't think they need to watch a different movie. <laughs> hey, it's 2021. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't, like, discriminate against it. I mean, yeah. To each his own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's his sister. She was a good part of the movie. She I liked was. her too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the females were pretty good in this movie. Can any, any can either of you give like a brief, I guess, synopsis of this movie? Like, so he comes from like this. Is it a world Chinese family? Yeah. So so his dad and and John definitely be on like the sidelines to correct me if I get anything wrong with this. So his. His dad somehow inherited these, like, magical rings, and his dad's been around for, like, years and years and years. And I guess his dad meets, goes to this, like, forbidden forest or something and meets Shang-Chi's mom, and they start a family together, and then I guess the mom dies, and then dad recruits, like, Shang-Chi to be this sort of, like, weapon and, you know, attacker. I guess right, Avenger Aven- yeah, death, like an assassin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I remember that it was against the mother's, like I guess, family's like wishes to get yeah. married. I think the the dad kind of gave everything up, so he was like conquesting. And I think the rings. I could I could be wrong. I think the rings are what make him like immortal when mm-hmm. he finally gets those rings, which we don't know where they come from. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, but I think he gives it up once he like develops the family with the mm-hmm. mom. Yeah. Um, it's like Ta Lo is like that kingdom that they, you know, like the Wakanda type. Yeah. Um, so I think he gives it up, but I think the mom dying causes him to go back into it and he starts training Shang-Chi. He won't train the sister. I think her name is, is Xilin. Right, right. He won't train her. I think he sends her off somewhere, right? 
No, no, no. I think the sister he, he just, just kind of ignores. Yeah. He sends oh, yeah, Shang Chi when he's like fourteen to do a, a mission, mm-hmm. and he promises he that he'll, he'll come back in three hours, three days, and then yeah. That was one question. Do, does he? Because you never find out what it is. Does he do the mission and then he's really guilt ridden, or does he just not do it? And... I thought he mentioned on the plane that he couldn't go through with it. Yeah, but I got the imp- didn't he disclose later on that he did i think so i think he does i think it's like they make you believe like he didn't and then later on he like admits that he does so he's got a lot of this resent for his dad and he's a kid when he does that he's like 14 uh one thing i will say though is and maybe this is me just digging in too deep but like yeah so he goes to america tries to do the job and then he just stays there is it ever clarified like who he stayed with when he was in america i guess it's implied that he was just kind of on his own okay I, maybe it's just me thinking too deep, but it's like... No, I, I see. Who did he live with? <laughs> That's the one thing that I thought would have been interesting would have been, and I think it would have been a way better way to use the Mandarin, is if that's who his dad sent him to kill. I think that would have been way more a way more interesting way to use Ben Kingsley in this. Yeah, he was he was so un... I did not need him in this movie. That's one thing I've really been wanting to say when we recorded this podcast, is like, I think you need to... I, I would be very interested... To, I do want to see this movie again, whether or not in theaters or if I wait, because I, I did enjoy it. But we really didn't... We saw it kind of at an off time. We saw it opening day, but we saw it around like 3.45, 4 o'clock. So our theater was pretty empty. You got up and used the bathroom when Ben Kingsley came in. There was no reaction when well, he it was on the, the screen. Well, it was the... Like before his wedding, I mean... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, he yeah. was thinking about other things in I, Shang-Chi. <laughs> yes. I, I was <laughs> making a phone call. No, well, I but, didn't... I didn't mean that you didn't have, but like no one laughed in the theater when he I, came on screen. I will say that's a great point. Anyway, I don't even knew who he was. I, I was going to bring up, yeah, we had like two other people in our theater, which kind of made me feel safe. Um, <laughs> but I was going to say, yeah, I come back and then yeah, I see like I mean I knew he was in this movie, but like I kind of wanted to see his arrival. And I come back and it's him, and there's this little like just faceless like pig thing, which I again, I mean. He was just the perfect example of, like, Marvel humor that does not work for me. And that was, yeah. And then he's just there for the rest of the movie. They don't do anything purpose. No, not at all. They show him here and there, but it's just, yeah. I think they just put that thing in there just for the Q factor. I guess you want to call it Q factor. So, like, Hasbro can make toys of it, like BB-8s and stuff like that. I looked into that. I think that is an element of, like, Chinese culture. The faceless oh, really? creature it is, okay. which you wouldn't obviously. I mean, we really wouldn't know that, but yeah. Others here look into it and say Hasbro has like toys coming out for it. I'm sure they do. They all look like Pokemon, though. They do. Like, when they got to that place, like there was something that looked just like a Nine Tails. Yeah, there was. Though that they the, the saber tooth like lions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the, those things at the end were. I, I love when they were Aquafina's character. It was a like Katie. Like they're going to like. You know, do the do the bow and arrow, and the guy just get, gets picked up by that monster. It's like so sudden. <laughs> I remember that scene. <laughs> can we talk about the infamous like the? Can we talk about the dragon at the end that like was supposed to be like this iconic thing, and they they just never mentioned him at all before he came arising from the water. There was, I will say, there. And I, I feel like we were all kind of. Pre- I mean, you, Matt, more than both of us, a lot. But, I mean, we all knew we had a lot of... I, there was definitely some points where I was kind of going in and out of this movie. But there was, like, I think an exposition dump in, the in like, the middle. I think with Michelle Yeoh's character, who she played their aunt. Um, they, they, like, explained all that stuff in the end. Yeah. Like, those creatures. And I think they hinted at the dragon, too. Uh, I, I didn't... 
that movie lost me once they hit the dragon, though. I guess it'll. You so are you saying it'll probably make more sense if you rewatch it? I think so. Yeah, okay. there was like a whole middle section of the movie. It was like on a wall, and like they they go through the dragon, and that was a lot for me. Like, I, I really, I'm not saying I love this movie. I, I kind of reminded me of like some of like the lesser like Phase One and Phase Two movies, but. Once the dragon showed up at the end and they were having those fights with all the animals and creatures, like, I get it, it's a Marvel movie, but it just kind of, it pulled me out of it a little bit. And I was, like, confused, too. I was just like, I don't... It's kind of like Black Panther. I mean, like, Black Panther has a really strong ending, but it's like, there's all these, like, you know, not all these, not not like this movie, but, like, there's, like, the rhinos and all this Mm -hmm. running around in the end, and it's, you know, not as strong as what the rest of it. It almost feels like that's Marvel saying you need to have this big... Yeah, the FX climax. I this would have been a much better movie for me if yeah, like we didn't have the dragon, and maybe it's a cultural thing. Like I feel like that's a big, you know, I feel like culturally, like that's a big, like there were a lot of like spirits and and dragons and and things like that and souls after you die that I feel like mean a lot to like that culture. But I, it kind of just like lost me a little bit at the end. Whereas if you just had him fighting his dad and then maybe his dad has to make some type of sacrifice like he did, that would have been a lot more meaningful than, to me at least, the way it, it did end. I, I know what you're saying. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I did think the dad was like a great character. Mm-hmm. I think I could have used a little bit more of him as the Mandarin. Yeah. I believed him as this threat, but like I don't think you see a lot of his like conquests and what was he doing you know before he gave it up for a little but mm-hmm. i would like because like i mean this is you know marvel you know they kind of you know it was like a cheap shot i guess in iron man 3 for a lot of fans the way they did the whole mandarin and then in this it's just he's really i, th- I think he's good and i mean that's clearly the mandarin but it would have been kind of cool to see him you know, get one or two more scenes with him kind of being that character mm-hmm. yeah i th- i think with you know how the first iron man was like close to three hours long and it was a drug on because and they, but they gave you so much background and build up to this character mm. i think this is the movie that needed something just like that mm. and just for what you were saying like i would like to see more about what their culture is and how meaningful it is to them and because all these things that keep happening and the actions that took place in the movie i kind of wanted to feel how meaningful it was to them mm-hmm. and it seemed like it was kind of a little bit rushed but there yeah. was times where they were doing like compilation clips to explain stuff and it, it just and and once you get to all the, the fight again you get kind of just lost me a little bit yeah and maybe to john's point because i feel the same way you do dave maybe to john's point it's like when you rewatch the movie whatever happens in the end with the dragons and those little mini dragons that are like sucking the souls out of people like yeah. maybe it makes more sense when yeah, like Michelle Yao gives like a big like exposition thing in the middle, yeah. But it's like it's almost like when Marvel does that, it's like, like you know they're speaking about something that's going to happen gonna in happen. like thirty five minutes. Like, yeah, I, I'm thinking of something. It just sparked in my mind. I'm thinking of like the scene in Ant Man when Scott is like, fill it, talk about fiddling with the quantum realm, and, he, and he's like, no, don't do that. Yeah, and he says like like things yeah. will have like you. It goes it, like sparks panic at him. Like, don't do that. It was some like, like I think we need more of, of, of like that. Yeah. That's a that's a great example, David. And, and yeah, you're right. Like when you go back to Ant Man and you watch it, you're like both Ant Man one and Ant Man two are almost just like exposition for like Endgame 
completely mm-hmm. like just moving around in the quantum realm and, and all the stuff that goes on there well because um, you, you saw the the post credit scene and you see how he's in there and everyone's mm-hmm. disappearing and he's like shit i can't get out yeah but then yeah. you realize oh and the first thing they say which you're in there you like mm-hmm. if no one's there to help you you can't get out yeah yeah that's it yeah no that's that's great I, I think that's the, like the perfect example you could use of like going back to like a marvel movie and being like yep like that and I think this is the same way. Like, I think this movie has implications that are going to be, like, really important moving forward. Um, not to get too ahead of ourselves with, like, the post credit scenes, but, like, obviously, whatever happened in this movie is going to affect, you know, yeah, what's going to happen. Yeah, in the everything that ones. happened in there, it caused a beacon mm-hmm. somewhere in the cinematic universe. Yeah, yeah. And just, we also don't know when, where Which, it is. I think the director has said he thinks it's, like, People have asked him, like, what's it calling out to? And I think he said it's, like, fairly obvious. I think it's some kind of, like, alien race or, like, dragons or something. Like, it's in... It's not, like, a Marvel... Do you think I it's, mean, like, setting like up, cha- like... They could change it. But I think if... It's we, like, do you think it's, like, setting up, like, the villains for the next Avengers movie? I think it's more likely for a se- for a sequel for this. Oh, okay. But, but it, it, you know could be different he i'd be willing to bet a lot of money that he whatever they i mean regardless of whether or not it's like within the next like five years or so he chong chi i bet you is going to be in that like avengers lineup yeah like, so it could be something tied the director could just be playing coy yeah i mean who knows and unexpected too so i mean if we jump into it the um the post credit scene which i wouldn't have ever guessed this had so wong was in the movie you know we talked about him a little bit and uh, it had Brie Larson, you know, Carol Danvers, and then Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk, which I was just like, I don't think anyone predicted seeing them in the. No, that was like a. <laughs> this is a great massive scene. Yeah, and I like that it's. I really, I always hated when Marvel would do an end credit scene that was a scene from the coming movie. Mm-hmm. I always hated that. Yeah, they've been doing that like a lot recently. Yeah, I, yeah. I think they've kind of gotten away from it a little, mm-hmm. but um, I like. I think Captain Marvel. I think the end credit scene in that, I don't think it ended up being in Endgame, but it was probably a deleted scene from Endgame. Factors into it pretty heavily. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this scene, I don't think you'll see it in another, mm-hmm. you know, pro- I mean, you we probably, don't know when we're going to see these characters next. I, yeah. I mean, somebody, you guys were texting me, I guess Marvel's just dropped a bunch of release dates for like 2024. I think so. Yeah. I, I'm sure this is probably going to be one of the releases. I think, like, the two, like, I think they have two dates in 2023 they haven't announced. Mm. Um, I think they're, they're finally starting to get the ball moving on Blade, so hope that would maybe be one of the dates in there, and then yeah. Captain America 4 is probably right in the near future. Yeah. Do you think they'll put Blade in the Avengers, like, the next Avengers team up? So, I think what we have to get used to is probably, like, not seeing all of these characters come together in like a big like avengers team up like we're used to but like a cameo like we saw in endgame maybe yeah or like a quick yeah you're right like maybe like a quick like little like i'm um, thinking of like valkyrie and, valkyrie and um mm-hmm. endgame things like that yeah i mean i'm just at a point though where i'm just like there's so much like i can't imagine like fitting all of these characters into and this is before movie. we get the x-men and the fantastic four x-men yeah but that's a good yeah, but like somebody like Valkyrie, like you could see him making like a small thing here or there. But I think they're really gonna try to make Shang Chi like a, a a core member of especially now seeing them talking to Captain Marvel and mm-hmm. I don't know how much longer Hulk's gonna last. Yeah, I so my prediction for Hulk is I feel like he's gonna be like a Nick Fury 
type where he like helps like just recruit in, him but in, he's in the background. Yeah, I was really surprised that he's a human in this end credit scene. Like like, but I think that has more to do with like the rights with Universal. That could be it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I never Professor even thought about Hulk that. Yeah. yeah, like they can't do like a like I think if they do a solo Hulk movie, it has to be through Universal and all this kind of like. I, but I guess there's not as much of a issue if they just use Banner. I'm also surprised, like, not that I want to say he's like snooty, but like that Mark Ruffalo is like willing to do as much with like Marvel as he is. To me, he's a really like big actor. Like he, you know, he's. I think I think I think unlike. Scarlett Johansson, I think he likes being in in the background and not much in the limelight. Yeah, I think he likes that paycheck. I mean, he knows make, he he made bank for that like fifteen seconds. That is true. Yeah, he probably made a ton of money. And but even like if you look at like I feel like a lot of these actors are signing like these like five film contracts, which I would imagine his is up whatever he has. Well, yeah, a lot, there's, a lot, there's a lot of rumors he's going to be in Moon Knight. Really? Okay. Yeah. The show. Mm-hmm. Which we cool. know he's going to be in She Hulk. Yeah, which we're probably, I mean, what we have Hawkeye and God. there's that Hawkeye trailer, and then we're probably gonna get Miss Marvel. She Hulk will probably be the next show. I don't think a, a huge Hulk discussion out of nowhere. I, I don't think we need a Hulk. I don't think we need any more Hulk movies, or I don't think we need one. Yeah, I don't think I, we don't need a Hulk movie. I don't, I don't need a Hulk. I don't need a Hawkeye movie. See, I don't think we need a Hulk movie, but I wouldn't mind if you like did you like teamed him up again, like a Thor Ragnarok, because I think he's a big enough character where you could do like a. Yeah. Sort of like a double movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Shang-Chi, let's go back. <laughs> it wasn't said in, so, so far. I thought the guy that played him did a really good job. I, I thought he was very likable. Yeah. See, I when I watched the trailers, I didn't think he looked like that good of an actor. And then when I was watching the movie, I was like, he's good. He's really good in this. Did you see like, BuzzFeed put out something before? Like, he was just starting out. He, he was a, a model for Getty Images. No, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no. It's so like, like all like like those those stock photos you see on Google. It's like, like it's him, the generic Asian guy, like in an office with a laptop smiling. <laughs> it's like him. Like it's him. He, he was he was an, a model for Getty Images for a while. That's funny. He <laughs> tweeted about it. It was like someone had like it was like it's like let's find all the stock images of Simu Liu like a thread and like he tweeted it. He's like oh, I hate this. <laughs> Hey, they got they got to make a living, you know. That was like trying for like a day on Twitter. That entire like like the whole BuzzFeed thing about that. Yeah. But I mean, this movie is a success. I mean, it made. I mean, I guess for where we're at now, but it made about like seventy four million opening weekend. Which, which this is usually big. isn't a major weekend either. So like, I mean, this is it's been out for two weekends now, but like Labor Day is not a huge. Yeah. No, it, it's funny too because I keep seeing like all these things. It's like Shang Chi like breaks the Labor Day like opening weekend. It's like this is usually like a dumping ground for like movies. Like, you know, anything with the word Marvel though, I, I think it would definitely yeah. gain some traction though. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's, it's going to be a debate that we're going to be talking about for a while. I could, I much do you think it would be more viewed if it was a Disney Plus release and not? A theatrical release. See, I think more people would have seen it in theaters as than watching it on Disney Plus. Its box yeah. office definitely would have been affected if it had a hybrid release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think more people definitely would have seen it, but yeah, it wouldn't have had the like seventy four million opening weekend. 
Um, and I think one thing that I think people forget is like with these Marvel movies, like similar to us, like we saw this the day it came out. And then like when you see like the weekends afterward, like it usually does not have it doesn't garner as much like money as it did that opening weekend. Everyone that wants to see it goes to see it that opening weekend. Yeah. So yeah, this like had like a 57% drop somewhere around there, which is usually like the par for what Marvel movies have been done. Not in a pandemic. So like, that's actually pretty impressive. Not bad. So yeah, I mean, it was black widows was like a really steep. Black widows is pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. But I, the action was good in this too. I mean, to jump from box office to action, but I really did. I liked the the scaffolding fight. I thought that was really cool. Um, it's definitely like a different style. Like it throws you off. I feel like at first, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed bit. the bus fight. The bus fight was great. Yeah, I kind of wish they didn't like give that away as much in the trailers, though. I think if they didn't like, I mean that's a big set piece, so I can see why they like advertised it. But that would have been cool just to sort of see fresh. And can we talk about Wong in the ring though? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> it's like un- cool, but it's like they don't. I mean, he's like he's like the abominations like keeper. Right? He is I- becoming the second most sassiest character in the MCU, next to Hank Pym. Hank Pym, <laughs> because of, like he kicks this guy is he kicks this monster's ass in the uh, in the ring, and then just forms his orb and just walks him, just walks right out. He he was definitely taking him back to the raft. I know <laughs> I was telling you about that, John. but it's like I'd love to know like why was he fu- like where like. What is their association? Yeah. Like that's. But I liked what you said, John. Where you were like, I, I guess you, you had told me where like Wong originally wasn't in this movie, and then like Benedict Wong just like came out and he was like, "Come on, guys, you gotta have me in." This. Yeah, like they're doing like an all Asian superhero movie, and I'm not gonna be in it. Like, uh... <laughs> yeah. I also liked what you said about if Tim Roth even knew like his character was. There's in a the funny. Show. There's yeah. a there's a funny there's a funny meme out there. I I, I should have sent you. I can't find it anymore though. It's a picture of like him on like a Zoom call from the movie. Um, what movie was he, was he in? Uh, the Martian. The Martian. Okay. And he's like, got like his hands like like the, the, the science meme, <laughs> and it's like me calculating why I'm not in, in Shang Chi before uh, he got announced into it. <laughs> that's I, that even that though. I don't. I don't think we needed to see him in the trailer. No. Yeah. I think yeah, we, we talked about that. this off the air but he is becoming a real focal point for this entire the marvel universe now yeah it's like just strange in general like and, that and, whole universe and you, and you brought yeah. up you brought up like ruffalo being like like a fury kind of like mm-hmm. a guy that's organized or thing i think i think you can say the same thing about him about Wong. i mean yeah Wong, i wonder like, i'm gonna look up how many marvel movies he's been in i mean this it'll be three within a year I'm gonna start yeah. coining Wong as the babysitter. He's like the babysitter of the, the universe. He just shows up and warns people not to do things and just walks out. We yeah, saw it in the yeah, No Way Home trailer. By the time Doctor Strange comes out, he'll have been in six Marvel movies. Okay. I think he's great. He is funny. I mean, what do we have, man? Doctor Strange, Infinity War. I guess we're counting Endgame. Yeah. No Way Home. Well, he's no gonna, way home. He's yeah, gonna, he's gonna be in there, and Shang Chi. That's five, right? Doctor Strange two. Yeah, six. Yeah, we're right. It's it's hard to count like people appearing in Endgame because it's like they were in it for like two seconds. Yeah. Was he at uh, Was he at Tony Stark's funeral? Wong, probably. He might have been. Yeah. 
Yeah, they they got the kid from Iron Man three in there. He was he definitely was there. Yeah, <laughs> forgot about that. At the, was that like foreshadowing something? Is he is he gonna show up in something? I don't think so. I think it was just like a a little like nod. They were like he had a good relationship with Tony Stark. Oh, Young Avengers maybe if anything, but I don't know. I doubt it. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool as a show on Disney Plus. I doubt it, especially Young because Avengers. they're doing Ironheart. Ironheart. So, mm-hmm. and what um, she's gonna be in Black Panther too? I think I saw right. Yeah. Yeah. God, they, they're. But you see, this is like what happens. It's like, think of where we're at with like Marvel movies like eight, nine years ago versus like where we're at now. And it's just like, I feel like every week, like we're getting something new or like once one show ends, a new show begins. Like, yeah, I mean, Miss Marvel's probably going to premiere like right when Hawkeye, Hawkeye goes up until the end of the year. Yeah. So I also was thrown, I didn't know Hawkeye's going to be like a Christmas thing, which I'm kind of like that cool anyone with. Did. Yeah. I like that it's like focused around one thing. So mm-hmm. I guess time or a time frame that it's centered around. Yeah. I think they'll do a lot with that. Trying to like get him to his kids for like the holidays yeah. or something. I think yeah. the you made cr- a good analogy to plane trains and automobiles. I, I mean, yeah, th- thank you. <laughs> they always do that with these like Marvel like shows and movies and stuff where they'll be like, you know, it's kind of like this and that. And it's, it's not really, but it's like very loosely, vaguely like that. And I can imagine they're going to be like, yeah, this is kind of like Hawkeye and planes, trains, and automobiles. Well, I think for nothing, like WandaVision really, I think, was where they really honed in on like, getting like, the nostalgia of like, popularity. Like mm-hmm. the Malcolm in the Middle episode of WandaVision and yeah. the Modern Family episode of WandaVision. Yeah. yeah. So I could definitely see them like making that like, like doing Christmas that, movie that kind of connection trips. to like something like that as yeah. much as possible. Yeah. But it looks good. I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, Guys, it looks okay. This Tommy's heart is really good. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to keep bringing it up, but it's just lemonade. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, Shang-Chi, like, action was great. Like I said, I thought the female characters really stood out in this. I mean, similar to Black Panther, I thought that was, like, the same, where, like, the female characters yeah. were really strong. The sister gets a really cool end credit scene. Yeah, yeah. She's taken over, like, the Ten Rings, which... I think we're going to see that probably, and I'm sure it's going to come back to play in a sequel for this, but I think Armor Wars, we could see it too. The show for Don Cheadle, mm. who's a roadie. Okay. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, I, I mentioned earlier like how Wakanda has their army. I could see this army being like, on like the other side helping as well. Mm-hmm. Something big. Yeah. I will say that the uh, I thought it was unnecessary. I thought it was out of place. But the ending credit scene after the, but the post-credit scene when Wong is singing Hotel California with Shang-Chi and, and Katie at the karaoke mm-hmm. was 100% worth the wait. It, it was funny. It, it was like, I, I think just the fact that it was funny kind of outweighed of it feeling very out of place. <laughs> but <laughs> Just like the, the Wong, like, strange. Like the, that character. Yeah. He's saying it's just serious. We're, now, is that where he was going in the No Way Home trailer, you think? or He's got a, he's got a winter coat on. He's going somewhere cold. I, I love that, that tweet you said. It was like when... It's like when you put in a week of PTO and it's four fifty nine on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I sent that. In. I'm sorry. I haven't seen too many memes for that. Like I've seen a couple, but I put one on Twitter. I mean, it was like swimming. It was like it was like when the coach that I, I let me see what it was. <laughs> I think it was like when the coach does like an IM set at practice or something. <laughs> you remember IMs, Dave? 
Yeah, I was I never a fan of the yeah, IM. Whenever the coach incorporates snakes, burpees, or an IM set into the swim <laughs> practice. <laughs> well, I remember the, they started out with the 900 after like jogging around the entire club. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, any like running. like That's why I did swimming, so I didn't have to run. Like, <laughs> and then made you run. Anytime they made you run. <laughs> oh, but. You used to hide in like, the barrels at the, at the playground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but a hey, good movie. I mean, I'm. You know, I put this movie in the mold of Captain Marvel. Like, I don't care to go see it again, but if it's on TNT on a Wednesday night, mm-hmm. cool, I'll watch it. I, I think I might have liked this a little more than Captain Marvel. Yeah, but did you guys like this more than Black Widow? Yeah, I did like this more than Black Widow. I yeah, like I this because it was... I think they're, they're pretty comparable, mm-hmm. I think, though. I think yeah. it's an origin, and they're going to do more with it. We're not going to see any more of Black Widow, though. That, that's why like, I, I really didn't care for it. Know what I will say with Black Widow, though, is that as ridiculous as that like final set piece was, with like her like flying through the air, and like they, they're good like tweets and like memes. I, I hear a lot of people just being like... like A lot of people were like debating whether or not she took the super soldier serum. And, uh, I brought it up in the episode. We you did. brought it up. That's right. Yeah, you might you might have mentioned it before, Dave. Maybe that's where I heard it from. But like, <laughs> people were like, "Wait, she's not like." Because <laughs> I mean, yeah, you watch that that final scene in Black Widow, and it's just like she's flying through the air and she's just diving. You would think she was a superhero, versus like this with like dragons and and things like that. I like the way Black Widow sort of ended with that last action. Than this, but I do have to retract my criticism of her situation with Disney that I mentioned on the Blackwater episode. I didn't know the full scale, and knowing that she's getting fucked over with money because it was half release, half not, I take it back. I mean, I'd say I, I, I can see why she's doing it. It's confusing, man. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think the bottom line is like they didn't. I don't know though. I mean, it's it's tough to see where it's going to go, but. I think the fact that they want to like settle it out of court is is sort of interesting, but never let anyone sign your checks. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she's going to be working with Disney too much anymore. She's like a Tower of Terror movie with them, but yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with that. She's going to be a producer on that. You know, it was on TV the other night. She was. It was called Rough Night. It was some kind of comedy. <laughs> I remember that came out. Yeah. That is just a bizarre fucking movie. Yeah, I heard it was like it wasn't good. I mean, it it was very like in and out of theaters quick. It's weird. Think. It's like that movie with Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler is like the, the house. Yeah, it's like just a lot of those comedies just like come and go. Do you know that the whole premise behind that movie? Isn't it like they kill someone at like a bachelorette party or something? They bring like a stripper back to like this their house at the the bachelorette party, and who's that blonde chick that's in the movie? She's a little, little bit heavier set. Jillian Bell? Mm-hmm. She was the, the wife of Seth Rogen yes. and yeah. Madoff. Jillian Bell, yeah. She, like, jumps on on him. And he, like, falls and hits his head in the back of the, on, the, on the corner of the mantle and, like, just dies. So the whole movie's just trying to, like, get rid of that body. <laughs> we doing a, are we doing a retrospective? That could be... I mean, we could skip Cry Macho next week and just do that. <laughs> I, I was on TV. It, it was horrible. It, the movie sucks. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be good. You know, know what I, I watched recently, though? I watched it last week. Um, you, I don't know if you watched this yet. Vacation Friends? Not yet. You didn't see that? John Cena? Yeah. Was it good? I, 
you know, it, it was it was funny. It, it kind of reminded me of those, like, comedies we used to see a lot, Dave, back in, like, the day, like, Mr. Woodcock and, like, The Rocker and things deja like vu. that. No, not Deja Vu. No, a little, <laughs> a little bit Deja Vu, yeah. Um, it wasn't great, but, like, you know, it was on Hulu, so we watched it. And, uh, I mean, it, it's funny to me because I felt like when I was watching it, I was like, why is John Cena, like, the funniest person to watch in movies? Like... The past couple years, like, <laughs> he great. really is. Was he like, funny in this? He was very funny. I mean, it was very over the top, but like, he was funny. Yeah, and Rel was funny in it too. So, didn't he do a movie with Nickelodeon? He's like a firefighter. No, he was like playing with fire. He was in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cena, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him and John Leguizamo and Keegan Michael Key. And I think and some guy, guy from Game Saber of Thrones. Oh, Sabretooth? Okay. Yeah. I thought it was a guy from Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, no. As, Where the hell do you come up with that? As most random, random as, like, Taffer crawling into Carl from his told by Ginger's doghouse, like, John Lucasema come up in a Shang-Chi episode of Postcard of Bruise. Simply because I can. I still, like... Is he just getting a free pass for the pest? I mean, people getting canceled, like, left and right. Is he a producer on the pest? Like, I don't know how he's able to get away with that. I think that the movie. pest should be the poster boy for cancellation. <laughs> but, like, am I am I wrong in saying that? Like, how is he able to get away with that? I think he offended that? every race, nationality, and religion in that movie. God, because a Miami con man agrees to be the human target for a neo-Nazi manhunter in order to collect $50,000 if he survives. Holy chaps. <laughs> Co-star in that is Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, he's... That's a motley crew. He's in not that. a good guy. <laughs> the best. <laughs> Again, why's the pest being brought up in our Shang-Chi episode? Probably not good. We're going to get canceled for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... How John... I mean, John Leguizamo just got a free pass for that movie. <laughs> he still does a lot of stuff. I mean, he's a he's a pretty good, serious actor now. He was in When They See Us. He was in that Waco show that they did. Mandalorian, he had that voice. Oh, who was he in Mandalorian? It's like he was in the first episode. It was like the guy he gets the information from. Oh, right. I, I, you didn't see his face. Yeah. And ever since we did the, uh, we chose the actors for our political episode, mm-hmm. we had to like, make our president, our vice president, and our secretary of giggles. <laughs> yeah. Mark Rylance. <laughs> I was just going to say, he's been popped up everywhere since we've done that episode. <laughs> He's a big actor. Yeah. He's in the next Adam McKay movie. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm, I guess that's what I'm referring to. Yeah. We'll review that. Yeah. Looking forward to Hustle. Yeah, he's Adam Sandler shutting down those streets in Maniac this week. I did see that they're offering like alternative parking for, for people there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on Shang-Ching? We're saying that right. I mean, we've been saying it one way the entire episode. Shang-Chi. We'll find out yeah. if we get canceled, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I, I'm pretty sure it is Shang-Chi. I think I was hearing some people calling it Shang-Chi. And that's like and, a gimmick in the movie, right? 
she keeps pronouncing it like Shang or something, and he says Sean. Well, he goes by Sean when he goes to the yeah. U.S. They make yeah. a joke of that. That was pretty funny. That was good. Yeah. Again, I mean, the humor with Aquafina worked. Um, some of the other humor really didn't work for me, but some of the ac- action was pretty cool, minus like that whole last fight scene. I think, do we bring it up? We, we probably do have to talk about this before we close out. That one scene where... So they teach Aquafina to be an archer. And there's this, like, very strict guy, like, teaching her. Yeah, Dave's losing it. And he's strict throughout the whole thing. And then out of nowhere, like, you know, the big fight happens. The dragon's coming to attack the town. And he hands... Follow my lead. He hands Aquafina a bow. The whole time he'd been denying her to use a bow. And then when the fight happens, he's like, all right, take this. Come with me. Immediately after, this little, like, mini dragon thing, like, picks him up, sucks his soul (laughs) out. he, He dies. Like... It was very quick. It's like really abrupt too. Like they yeah. don't like pet. Yeah, her face was great too. She's just like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> but all right, I'm glad I brought that up. Very, just very quick. But I remember that was one of those moments, like similar to uh, Suicide Squad. That was like a, it's like a black mask, like death. Yeah. Scene, <laughs> when Joker says, "Yeah, black mask death," or when Joker says, "This bird is baked," it was just like, I just could not help but laugh out loud. <laughs> <laughs> This bird is baked. <laughs> it's a different line in the in the in the, like the extended cut. Really? Yeah. It. I don't. No. I don't think it's a different line, but it like plays out differently. Like he delivers it differently, so it's not that funny. And he's not even like on screen when it's said. When he said, yeah. which like that's kind of funny in itself too. Like <laughs> this bird's baked. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Any? What do you guys think? Final thoughts on this one? Like. Oh, and then they released the air cut. I need to see more of that Joker. But Agreed. Yeah. You know, this movie, origin story, he's going to be a big part of Marvel going forward. I'm glad we got it. I thought he was good. The cast mm-hmm. was really good. They all... Yeah. I think they all did really well. There was... I mean, minus Ben Kingsley, there wasn't anyone in this movie that I was like, I really right. don't like Yeah. Him, you know? I thought it was visually stunning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the visual effects were really cool. Um, yeah, no, it looked cool. It was bright. Oh, you know what? Like, I wish we had gotten more background on the rings and more action with the rings because they were cool. Mm-hmm. They they really held back on the ring action. I feel like it was a little too late when you saw like what they could do in that final fight with like him and his dad. But yeah, once they were using them, it was cool. Like you knew they were sacred and powerful, but you didn't know what they could do. And then you see like. His father like flying across the ocean and flying with them. You know, like, all, like, yeah. Uh, that, that's cool. That's that's pretty badass. Yeah, I see. It was funny because I feel like when you saw them using the rings, in my mind, I was like, "This is gonna be really cool." And like, you know, whenever they use him in like an Avengers movie or if he pops up in like I don't know, like a Captain America movie, like the way he was using them, I could see them using them in those movies. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I mean, I think it felt like seeing, like, a Phase 1 Marvel movie, and I mean that as a compliment, just Mm. because, like, you can tell it's setting up a lot, and it sets, you know, it establishes the characters in the world, and... But you don't totally see where it's going to connect yet, but it's it's exciting, so... Mm. Yeah, I definitely definitely enjoyed this one, and I I would recommend it. It's not the best Marvel's given us, but, um, you know, it's a pretty solid movie. Did you like this more than Captain Marvel? They're, like, pretty on par for me. Okay. I think if I have to go and watch one right now, I, I would, even if I'd already seen, like, just take away the fact that I already want to see this again, mm-hmm. 
just to get, you know, everything I feel like I missed, I think I would pick this over Captain Marvel to watch. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, no, this was a good episode. You know, we're glad to... It's always good to be back. Yeah, that was really loud. Wow. I mean, I think for most of 2020, we were very limited with Marvel content that we could provide. So I think this year we have more than made up for it with Loki and WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, and Black Widow, and Shang-Chi. Like, it's made up like half our episodes this year. Right. And then the blog, too. The blog, yeah. WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. And now we're doing What If. What If reviews coming out, yeah. I love that we... We were talking about what if we totally glanced over all the shit Hank Pym is getting for what if. Hank Pym's a I rascal. Haven't, haven't seen if. it yet. All right, <laughs> we won't go into detail. I have yeah, to. We won't. I, I'm going to watch them all at once. Like, is, I, I is, think you're really going to like. Is it. Is this anything? Is, is it going to? Is it worth my time to watch these, or is it just like fun? It's fun. Okay, so yeah. it, there's like no like connection to the. I don't know. Cinematic I, universe. I, I, I like feel that. like one or two of the things could like. The episode with Doctor Strange, like, I think that could definitely connect. Mm-hmm. But so far, what I've seen, and I didn't see today's episode, but I think so far, it's. That's the only. Like, I know thing people I are liking the Michael B. Jordan one. That's today. That just came out today. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. Yeah. Last week's was really cool. Last week's. See, but last week's, I feel like, is an indication that it's just a fun show. Right. Like, and I. And I, I've kind of been writing that in, like, my reviews where it's like, I kind of hope this doesn't connect too heavily to, like, everything else going on. But, um, if it does, cool. Like, I'm, I'm there to watch it. But if it doesn't, it's just. Yeah, exactly. Like, last week's. And, Dave, I don't know if you've. You know, last week's was, like, a zombie centered episode. Really, really cool. Definitely the best one that they have done this season cool. so far. It's like, a t- it's like a really like odd... Not odd, but it's like you would never put those characters together. Yeah, and it's cool seeing the it. The characters they have, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to wait till this is all like finished, and then mm-hmm. I'll watch it. I think it's going to be a good like, I think Saturday morning, Sunday morning hangover. That I, in bed and watch us- it. I mean, my... Usually what I'll do is I'll watch it on a Saturday morning. And it feels like a Saturday morning cartoon type thing. Um, but John's right though. Yeah, the last one with the zombies, it's like not even just like superhero wise, but just like minor characters that uh And it's probably some of them it's you know, there's someone in there who it's like he probably has to get out of his contract or maybe he only has that and like you know, and the ant third ant man. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean uh, the one guy uh, the wasp is really cool in that episode. She was that was the coolest that we've seen wasp. Yeah. But what did you think of the Doctor Strange one? I thought that one was pretty cool. It's really dark. It's dark. I thought yeah. it was cool. Yeah. To bottom line, Dave, you got to check it out. It's on my list. I yeah. love the third one. Third one's good. Yeah. But yeah, now we a ton of Marvel content. We're gonna keep uh, keep delivering it this year. And uh, like we were saying earlier in the episode, we have some really cool things coming up with the show in the next few weeks. Um, a lot of movie releases that we're going to be reviewing. Um, so yeah, we're, we're excited to do it. Yeah, check out our social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're not as like active on, not as like popular on Facebook. I don't think. Well, Facebook's dying in itself. I was going to say Facebook's like the least, my least favorite one to like post on. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Instagram and Twitter is our main hub. Mm-hmm. We're still trying to... I mean, think about going to TikTok. I don't know what we would post, though. Yeah, it takes, yeah TikTok may be tough. Mm-hmm. Creating a LinkedIn. <laughs> we do a LinkedIn, yeah. 
OnlyFans. Who is having that conversation? Nobody wants to see it. But this has been Postgrad Brews. I'm Dave. I'm Matt. And I'm John. And thanks for listening. Bye-bye. See you later. 